This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Today's guest is Suzanne, and we're going to talk about how her two-year-old son was abducted by a UFO and we're going to talk about how she is in possession of a piece of one of the original Ten Commandments. Suzanne, thanks for joining me and welcome. Thank you for having me. God bless you all. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you. All right. Well, let's start with the story about your son. Uh, let's start on the day that it happened and let us know what happened. All right. It was in March, spring break in 1991 on Destin Beach, Florida. And we were staying at a campground called Crystal Beach Campground, which no longer exists because of a hurricane wiped it out. But on this day, my husband was going to let me and my half-sister read the Bible alone because, you know, two-year-old and three-year-old kids are all over the place. So he decided to take him out to the beach area, which was just across the road. He just walked right across the road. And it was right when the sun was going down. And so they went across the beach and Carl was trying to get Matthew to look at the little crab holes because when the sun goes down, the crabs come out, clean the beach. And there was people out there because it was during spring break. This was um, around March the 17th. And so... We stayed in the motorhome, of course, and so Carl was out there saying, Matthew, look at the crabs, and my son said, no, look, look, and Carl says, look at the crab holes, Matthew, and Matthew says, no, look, a star, a star, and so Carl looked up, and he sees this beautiful spaceship hovering over the beach, and a beam of light came down and just zapped my son up into the air, and uh, my husband has had many encounters with UFOs. Um, he was in the military, um, special forces. So he had the privy to work on a lot of um, classified stuff. So anyway, he didn't know if they were good ones or bad ones because there are both. There's many, many species, which has come common knowledge nowadays. So anyway, he's standing there on the beach. People are screaming, running off the beach. And my husband's going, uh, whoever took the kid, please, Jesus Christ, send him back. She's going to think I've killed him or something, you know, because we had just met. And we weren't married yet. So uh, he's like praying just so hard. Please send him back. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to explain this, you know. <laughs> so... About 15 minutes later, the ship came back and beamed him back down on the beach. And my son started running. And he said, Mommy, Mommy, I got to tell Mommy something. And so Carl said, Stop, Matthew. You're going to get run over by a car. So Matthew stopped right at the road. And Carl said he'd never seen a little kid with little legs run so fast. But he was all excited. And so Carl picked him up and carried him to the other side of the road. And they came to the motor home. And Carl said, uh, I'm going to stay outside because after what just happened, I'm going to watch for the cops. And whatever you got to tell your mommy, go ahead and tell your mommy. And so he shut the door. And Matthew stood in front of me, right, right here where I am, in this space right here. He stood just right in front of me with the biggest grin on his face I've ever seen in my life. And he said, Mommy, Mommy, a star, a star came down and took me way up high in the sky. And Jesus picked me up and kissed me all over my face and told me he loves me and he loves you too, Mommy. And I said, well, that's great. And he said, do you want me to show you how he kissed me? And I said, yeah. So he started kissing me right here on the forehead in the clockwise motion. And he kissed all around my face. Until he got back to the midnight position. And then I opened the door. And Matthew stood at the door right here. And he said. 
and he pointed to the sky and he said, look, there they are. There they are. So being a child, I never, no one ever talked about UFOs or UFOs, spaceships, never, you know, it wasn't part of our, my family never talked about UFOs. My friends never talked about UFOs. But 60 days before this happened, I saw my first, I had my first encounter with a UFO. Let me ask you a question. When you went outside and looked out, did you see the UFO immediately? I just saw like stars up in the sky or light objects in the distance. I didn't, yeah, we didn't see anything. Only he could see it. So I don't know if it was cloaked by that time and they only opened his eyes up to see it. But the, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, 60 days before I met Carl and we took this little trip to Destin, Florida. Um, I was on my way home driving north on 85 heading towards Norcross, Georgia. And the sun had just gone down just like this time. The sun had just gone down and so it was still daylight. Um, and then I was driving and I saw this bright, looked like a star in the sky. And the closer I got to it, the brighter it got. I thought it was the North Star because I'm heading north, you know. And everybody always says the North Star is the brightest. So I kept getting closer and closer. And all of a sudden, I got close enough to see that is not a star, <laughs> you know. And so I got so close that it was right beside the highway, right beside the freeway, above the treetops. And I was all alone. I wish somebody would have been with me, but... I said, shit, that's a UFO. <laughs> and I thought, I had to pull over. And then I thought, no, I don't know enough about these things, you know. So I decided to just keep driving. But I could clearly see it was silver. I would say about 65 feet in diameter. And it was just hovering. And I could see lights all around the outside. And I saw three lights underneath and lights on top. What shape was it? Round. And... I, I couldn't see any beings in it, and I was so excited. When I got home, I was like, hi, I just saw a UFO. And my friends were like, yeah, you're a drink. And I didn't drink. You know, I wasn't a drinker, but they didn't believe me. And I'm like, why would I make this up? You know, I've never talked about these things before. You know, it was really exciting to me. And then for the next two months, I heard helicopters over my apartment complex. And I would go outside and look to see what was going on, but I couldn't see the helicopters or anything else. So mm. uh, later I thought that was really curious. Maybe there were black, black helicopters uh, looking for this thing that was watching me, monitoring me. I wanted to mention earlier that I, we said, or I said that your son is two, but I think really you're, you said that your son is almost three, right? Right. He was almost three. So that's a kind of a big difference in age between it, it is. two and three is able to walk and talk at that mm -hmm. point. Yes. So. He was very intelligent for his age, highly intelligent and alert and acute. And did you, he was just, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Did your son know who Jesus was before this yes. incident? I sh we showed him this picture and told him this is Jesus. And he said, I want to see that. He's, I want to see that man right there in the little kid talk, you know. Mm -hmm. And as soon as he said that, I had this feeling like something was going to happen. And what is that picture of? It's a picture of Jesus Christ that my husband, he was in Vietnam. And he took this picture when he was being overrun by Viet Cong. Mm-hmm. And he prayed, and the, you can see it was at nighttime, and he was not a journalist, so he wasn't even supposed to have a camera back then in the combat zone. So um, he prayed for Christ to come and save them, and he showed up, Christ showed up with other uh, spaceships in the sky and angels. My husband said he took several pictures, and the government classified all of them, but this one, and you can see a belt around his robe, is hand right here sticking out and the other pictures showed his face mm. but they didn't return any of those pictures he was just blessed to get this one back mm. and this actually is a almost exact description of in the bible holy bible ezekiel was visited by the lord and hosts came down and wheels they called them wheels within wheels and it describes the lord with the amber color and the fire going down his loins and upward which 
I think it was pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. How did your husband describe the UFO that abducted your son? Just round. It was round and it was huge. He said it was really large and just beautiful. Hmm. A lot of lights. And he, he, he didn't know Jesus Christ was in there. He didn't know who took my son. Mm -hmm. But when I told him what Matthew told me, he was very happy, you know. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, uh, that night, Carl said, we won't be here very long after what just happened on the beach. And so that night, the people that owned the campground unplugged us. They unplugged our electricity. And the very next day, he goes, what, you know, what's going on? Why did you unplug us? And they said, well, we just can't take your rent here anymore. We really don't want you to stay here. And he's like, okay. And so we started packing up all of our stuff. And we had the motorhome and my sister's car and his car, their extra car. So we, we started to leave. And these black unmarked cars started following us when we left the campground and they went in between each of our cars, I'm assuming getting our license plates and they followed us till we got out of the County. Hmm. Interesting. I believe sometime around 1990, 91 or something. And if there's any UFO people that are watching and maybe they'll comment about it, but there was some kind of famous UFO sighting on Pensacola beach, which is, you mm -hmm. know, probably 50, 60 miles down the beach. Do you know anything mm -hmm. about that? Um, that area is just hyper with UFO activity. In fact, one day my husband and I, early in the morning, we went out for a walk and we went to this pier and there was a, a UFO clearly, I mean, it was, well, it wasn't far from us. It was up in the sky over the beach. And my husband said, shut your light off. You're going to, they're going to see you shut your light off. And it shut its light off. It just blinked out. And then, um, I guess two minutes later, it came back on. And my husband said, shut your light off and keep it off. They're going to see you. Because he had friends that are not from this planet. Mm -hmm. And he called them guardian angels. Right. And we've had many, many encounters with them. And um, Interesting. Um, yeah. What's fascinating now about your story is, is that there's all these new UFO sightings that came out from the Navy and they're all over the ocean. Mm -hmm. and it sounds like they're going underwater on the ocean and there you are Correct. at the beach on the Gulf of Mexico. So it's kind of mm -hmm. the same deal. <laughs> yeah. And we went back on a vacation about three or four years later and right where the incident happened with my son, they named it Matthew Boulevard, hmm. which I thought was interesting because mm -hmm. his name is Matthew. Let me ask you this. Uh, to me, obviously, you were already a Christian because mm -hmm. you were reading the Bible when it happened. Correct. What do you think about Jesus being on the UFO? I think it makes perfect sense because uh, my husband told me, he said, and he was as a minister of Jesus Christ, and he said, you know, God doesn't travel through the spaceship like, I mean, through space like Casper the ghost. Mm -hmm. And when they kicked the fallen angels out of heaven, he said they just didn't come down. They took, they left in ships. And he said, told me years and years ago before it ever got declassified that there are so many species and life on other planets. And there's stuff he didn't tell me. But I was very privileged that we didn't have any friends and he didn't really hang out with any of his military buddies that he told me things. And mm -hmm. I mean, if I was to tell most people, they, most people wouldn't believe it anyway. So he figured he was safe telling me, you know, till he died. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, who was I going to tell? Right. Um, <laughs> um, have you had any other encounters with UFOs? Absolutely. Um, I'd say probably two of the, Two of the best ones I can tell you about involve children. Hmm. In Galveston, Texas, my husband baptized this little girl named Tammy. And she was seven years old and she was just a little brat and she didn't want to say grace and she didn't want obey and she kicked him in the shins. And so after he baptized her about a week later, her dad called us up and he said, I really, and he was 
trembling over the phone and just shocked. And he said, I need to come over and have Tammy tell you what she just told me. And we were like, okay. So he drove over. They got there in about 10, 15 minutes. And she said, Carl, Carl, I was playing out in the backyard. And aliens picked me up and took me in their spaceship. And she says, I'm not lying. Please believe me. I'm not lying. Aliens, there really are, took me. And she said, they were about three feet high and gray. And she said, they gave her a Bible and told her to obey it and read it and to hide it and not to show it to anyone. And she said that they told her Carl's ex-wife was going to go to hell if she didn't stop what she was doing. And they, they told her that her grandma was going to hell, too. And they told her that uh, my, my husband's ex-wife was um, going like, like little bunny foo-foo, going around the field garden, popping the field mice on the head, you know, for no reason. So this, I guess, is how they explained it to a child, you know, what she was doing. And they also told her that when the rapture happens, when Jesus Christ comes back, that the dead people that are in Christ are going to come up and get a new body and go to heaven with Jesus Christ. And that the bad people will come up like skeletons and go into hell. She also said that they, the, the little aliens told her that they were taking bad people up in the spaceships and putting them on tables and ripping their throats out. Mm. And this is a child that no one ever talked to about UFOs either. Her daddy never talked to her about them. And we never mentioned spaceships or ufos and then she looked out the window and she says look that's where they come from and she pointed to the sky and she said again please believe me i'm not lying and we said we, we believe you you know mm-hmm. all right so let's let's talk about the piece from um the ten commandments how did you get it and and tell us the story about it okay um this is it. Do you know and, what that says, by the way? Yes. Yes. From right to left, it says, I, wait, let me see. Okay. I am that I am forever. I am forever? I am that I am forever. I am that I am forever. Interesting. As mm-hmm. you hold it, do you feel anything from it, like any energy or anything? Yes, what? I do. What does it and, feel like? Um, kind of like a tingling sensation. And we showed this to some of our friends and we wanted to make a copy of it. Mm-hmm. And so on her printer. And she said, well, it's out of ink. I don't think it'll print. And my husband said, well, let's try it anyway. So we put it on there and it printed up even without ink in it. Mm, it was amazing. And you can see their letters, maybe mm-hmm. you can, mm-hmm. I'll get it close, are raised. The letters are raised. And if you see it up close, it look, you know, in the Bible, it says that the Ten Commandments were written with the finger of God. And you can actually see finger like markings. Mm-hmm. If you can see it up close enough, mm-hmm. it looks like finger markings. Mm. I don't know the Ten Commandments that well. Where does it say that in there? I what I am the miracle that I am. The I am that I am. That's God's name. And when He met Moses on the mountain, He says, "Who should I say sent? You know, what? Who am I going to tell the people that sent me mm. to freed them? You know, in Egypt." And He said, "Tell them the I am that I am mm. sent you." And this was at the bottom. Like a judge, when a judge writes an edict, he signs the bottom of the order, you know? So this was at the very bottom. And he, the first set he threw at the people, and it broke into a bunch of pieces. When they were, when Moses was up on the mountain getting the Ten Commandments, the, he came down and they were like origin and worshiping. They made a golden calf and were worshiping it and sacrificing and stuff. And so he said, if you won't live by the law, you'll die by the law. And he threw it at them. And then the ground opened up and I believe it swallowed 7,500 people right at that moment. Mm -hmm. And an angel delivered this in Lafayette, Louisiana to my husband. It was a female or in an appearance of a female 
looks mm -hmm. like an earthling. Mm -hmm. And she said, I've been waiting for you. And this is a gift from God. And she told him what it was. And there's other miracles have happened with this stone. I made a video of it and sent it to my, I have a brother in Christ in England mm -hmm. and he has three small children. And when he showed them this, uh, the video, all three kids said that they felt electricity and wind coming right out of the cell phone. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he told me first, and I'm like, well, I want to hear it from the kids. Not that I didn't believe him, but, you know, it's always wonderful to hear children's testimonies because they're innocent and, you know. Right. Do <laughs> you do you keep it nearby you at all, at all times? Like, mm -hmm. like, yeah, maybe have it keep it under your bed or I keep it close by. Have you told very many people that you have this? Well, I put it on my YouTube channel, but uh, fortunately, not, I don't know, some people believe it, some people don't, and mm -hmm. it doesn't matter to me if they believe it or not, because I don't want it to leave my possession. <laughs> right, right, of course. And yeah. um, I will tell you another one, another story associated with this, which mm -hmm. is not really a nice one, but my husband in Houston showed it to a guy that was a friend of his, uh, worked at a bar. And the guy was a Muslim. And as soon as he saw it, he could read it. And he got on his knees and he was begging God to forgive him and to not kill him. And about two weeks later, he shot his wife and killed her and then killed himself. Wow. Yeah. So that was a very hard thing to swallow, you know. Mm -hmm. But... um. And some people that have touched it, they turned against us. It's like a truth stone. If somebody touches it and they hate God or they're not very nice, they just don't want nothing to do with us. <laughs> wow. So have you yourself been on a UFO? I believe I have. I don't have any memory of it, but I have a lot of marks on my body, um, implants in my body. In my ears, one in my nose, one in my belly button. And I think they're just testing my body and, you know, making sure my health is good and everything. And um, maybe improving my intellect, I don't know, or spiritual abilities. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what everything is going on, but uh, I do. I've had a lot of visions and things that happen. Uh, in my dreams come to pass people that I see in my dreams I meet later and um, a UFO landed in the backyard in the woods behind us and we heard some tree branches breaking and we just we didn't go outside to look but we thought what is that you know and then a few minutes later we heard someone walking up the ladder behind on, on our motorhome you can you can hear somebody's walking up the ladder and then we could hear him walking on the roof. And so Carl's like, what's going on? You know, somebody's on the roof. So he opened up the door and he saw an alien, mm -hmm. a gray alien, mm -hmm. walking towards the back of the motorhome. So he shut the door because he didn't know if they were good ones or bad ones. And so he goes, just stay in here. Just don't, don't do anything. Just stay in here. And then they communicated with him telepathically, which they do a lot and they said don't be afraid we're your guardian angels and the the leader or the crew leader i guess was named Ela. he said my name is Ela, and um we're your guardian angels and they called themselves the starlight five hmm. and the next day we went outside and there was a circle where they had landed and the tree branches were broken down and you could see the the circle where they had landed. It was a small, a small one that came down. And when it snowed, the snow wouldn't go inside the circle, only on the outside of the circle. Hmm. And it, oh, they knocked out the power when they landed. They zapped all the power out, not on our row, but on the very next row over. And it literally melted the transformer. It took them months to fix it. And after that, they kicked everybody out that didn't work there. It was a state park mm. in Arlington, Texas. Oh, wow. 
Does yeah. it, it sounds like you've moved around. Do you feel like the aliens have followed you as you've moved around? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Well, if you have implants, then they could be tracking you. Mm-hmm. After, yeah. you, after the time when your son was abducted, did it change your opinion of Christianity? Did you become more of a Christian or more of a believer or less or it had um, no effect? No. That, at that point in my life was a crossroads. And I wasn't living the way I should. You know, I was having sex out of wedlock and partying. And it definitely, that's the incident that happened is not what changed me. It's just that I, before I even met, before I even went to Florida, God had already put it in my head to change my life or I was going to end up in hell. So I stopped smoking cigarettes. I smoked my last pack on the way to Destin. And I said, I want to find a godly man and not just fornicate, you know. So God was already conditioning me. But I had no idea that spaceships and Christ were associated. This was wonderful news to me. And then my husband showed me in the Bible in Ezekiel and in Enoch, the book of Enoch and the Jubilees. It talks about these things that mainstream churches and religions don't talk about. They don't want people to know. Mm -hmm. But when Satan was kicked out of heaven, he took a third of the angels with him. And they're here on earth now. They've been here working behind the scenes with the GOV and world leaders to prepare and to turn society upside down when they're ready, which is what they're starting to do now with all the stabs and stuff and uh, crazy stuff, you know, taking our food supply away and everything. And I basically, I wanted to share this with people because I want people, so many people think that all of the UFOs are bad and they're not. God made so many different kinds of angels mm -hmm. and angels come in so many different shapes, colors and sizes, just like humans and mm -hmm. creatures. Have you seen any other type of aliens besides greys? No, I haven't seen any other than angels. When I, I was really a spiritual child, I, I saw angels and demons when I was a little girl. So I think they've been with me since the beginning. Um, and, but no, um, in fact, one, one night I was, there was a gray trying to take me out of the bed and I didn't want to go with this one. And I started screaming, no, no, no. And Carl woke me up and he's like, what's wrong? And I said, uh, there was an alien at the foot of the bed and I didn't want to go with him. So mm -hmm. I don't know if he was a new one that I didn't know or a bad one or whatever, but he left me alone. But, um, are you yeah, said my that, life's been very exciting. <laughs> yes. You said there's an implant, for example, in your ear. Can you actually mm -hmm. feel it with your fingers? And if so, what does it feel like? It's actually it's down inside, like the little corner pocket. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can feel it. Most of the times you can't. Um, but it burns and it itches. And... I have actually pulled implants out of my body and my husband's body and it takes a while to get it out. But if you keep squeezing it and squeezing it and messing with it, sometimes it'll come out and it looks like wires, three or four wires, sometimes five wires. Wow. And when they, a lot of times when they leave a mark, they'll be in a triangle shape or an amoeba shape and it looks like your skin has been burnt off like two layers of skin are burnt off and you can see like an injection site, like mm. two or three, sometimes four. And they put one in my belly button. And then I told a friend of mine, I said, they got one in my belly button and he started living with, with me. And then they put one in his belly button, mm. but his, was really gross looking. It kind of crusted up, but you could see the wires in it. And I should, I should have took pictures of it, but you don't happen to have any <laughs> pictures of those implants. I, I was saving them in a little empty medicine bottle for years. And I, I should have said once, you, when you take them out, they turn, they get really hard, like, like silicone, like glass. 
Hmm. They get hard and crystallize. It's really bizarre. And they shrink. Because they, when they put them in your body, it becomes part of your body. It attaches to your body. Right. One time, uh, I pulled one out of my husband's, the side of his head, because it kept vibrating. That Some of them just float around your body. And... And they vibrate kind of like a uh, kind of like a nerve twitching, but you know it isn't a nerve twitching because it's like sending a signal. You can tell just like an SOS signal or something. And shut that off, thank you. And this one that was on the side of his head, it was right by his ear. So it was just constantly vibrating and, and burning. And so it was like, get it out. So I kept I took like an extractor thing and I kept trying to scoop it out. And when I finally did get it out, he started convulsing and his mm. eyes rolled in back of his head and he literally couldn't hear me. Uh, I was yelling his name. Hey, are you okay? You're okay. And it was several minutes before he got consciousness back and his eyes rolled back to normal. And, and he said, what happened? And I said, you know, I got the implant out and you just started shaking and going into convulsions. And so he's like, wow. And uh, he was really got, glad I got it out of his head because that one just kept bothering him. Mm-hmm. And he, he had implants in both of his ears. I have one in each ear, one in my nose. The one in the nose really, really hurt and bled for a while. Mm-hmm. Is it way far up your nose so you can't reach it? No. They put it right at the entrance in the cartilage. It's still there? It, well, I haven't taken it out. <laughs> does it feel, what does it feel like? Does it feel like wires it, or it feels like a rock it, or what? Yeah, it it felt, it feels like a hard, something hard. It was not like a rock, but like kind of like real hard cartilage or scar tissue. A few months ago, I was standing outside a friend of mine was working on her power cord and I literally saw a 15, 10 to 15 feet away from me. It looked like a portal opened up in the, in the, in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, the Stargate movie yeah. where the, it warps, it's kind of like warps uh, when they go through the gate. Well, that's kind of what this looked like. And I saw this figure like a shadow go from the out in this portal that opened up and walk to the left and then it just disappeared. Hmm. Interesting. I think um, this CERN machine, I think is opening up portals that should not be opened. I believe that there are a lot of people are seeing things that they've never seen that we haven't seen since before the days of Noah In the days of Noah, there was fallen angels. Everybody saw good angels all over the place, giants in the earth. And all this is coming back because the bad people are using technology that they've received from the fallen angels to open up and let the gates of hell and let these demons roam the earth and fallen angels. So people need to get ready. Do you think that there'll be a battle between good aliens and bad aliens? Absolutely. Because there has been throughout history. There's documented history in the 1800s and even further back where there was in India history. They have battles between goods and they call them Vimanas in India. The the spaceships are called Vimanas and they have good ones and bad ones fighting. And I think Alexander the Great, there was a, a war in the sky back then and they helped Alexander win his side win but there's I mean if people just go back in history you know people are such they're so dumbed down because they've hidden this from us you know and so if people just instead of calling someone a liar do the research go back in history Mm -hmm. and do the research and I there's absolutely going to be another battle between the bad UFOs and the good ones and that's one of the reasons that the fallen angels have given this technology in exchange. They made deals with Eisenhower, President Eisenhower, to be able to abduct humans and do um, experiments and stuff and abduct animals because they drink, the, they use the plasma for nutrition. That's why they took all the blood out of animals and the, all you have left is the, you know, the shell. Mm. And 
they they get made in exchange for technology mm. so that earth the bad people on earth have been able to build a space force now you know everybody knows we have a space force because satan thinks he's going to kick god's ass he thinks he's going to build his little spaceships down here and leave the peons here and escape to another planet and at the same time fight in the battle of armageddon he thinks he's going to win against god hmm. and that's impossible that's dumb <laughs> you know you know there's these things that i've heard about the cattle mutilation and they mm -hmm. say that the cuts on the cattle the cattle are, are like with surgical instruments they're not yes. like blunt mm -hmm. knife cuts i never thought about them harvesting right. the blood from the cows Right, it's like a laser, laser precision, yeah. Mm. And they, they've also um, taken parts and mixed way down in Ohio, right, Patterson Air Force Base, and in Dulce, New Mexico. They have all kinds of, it's horrible what they're doing to people, horrible. Just human hybrids. Mm. And I know there's a lot of people that have unfortunately been, you know, Aliens have taken people's sperm, their eggs, and mixed with their species. And one one night, Carl was asleep, and this alien hybrid woman came and just sat right on him, and boom, it was over just like that. And he said, he woke up, and he said, you're not going to believe what just happened to me. And so he told me, and I believe it, because we've had way too much happen, you know. I mean, when he said something, he, he didn't have to make up stories. Our life is stranger than fiction. Mm -hmm. And so he said, she told him, I want your baby. And then it just was over in microsecond, you know. Yeah, <laughs> she had wow. blonde hair and blue eyes, but she looked like a half human, half alien. Mm -hmm. White, pale skin. I know one guest that... that um she says that she has human hybrid children and they've harvested mm -hmm. her eggs. And I think another guest believed that that may have happened to her. And mm -hmm. I had a man that I believe also was a guest saying that, um, they were using him to get to make alien hybrids. So it's possible. Mm -hmm. I believe it. I believe that some of these, um, I've heard stories that some of these have come from dying planets and so they want to preserve their species, uh, adapt to other Earth-like planets, and they needed humans to to make hybrids with. Mm -hmm. And um, I've never really seen a, a really nasty one, but during Hurricane Harvey... If you were, do you, were you here during Hurricane Harvey? I don't remember which hurricane was Harvey. The, I okay. don't remember the names. I just I okay. guess I only remember Katrina from <laughs> New Orleans. Okay, well, Harvey was heading right directly towards Austin. Okay. Just directly towards Austin, the San Antonio area. And it just wasn't budging. It just kept coming straight at us. Well, my husband and I, we were praying and praying, please, Jesus Christ, d turn this hurricane in another direction, you know? And... One night he was asleep. We were asleep and he woke up and he says, make some coffee. And so I did. He says, you're not going to believe what just happened to me. He said, I'm not even sure if it's, if I was dreaming, but he said he was taken up in this spaceship and these tall, tall gray aliens with ugly faces. They looked, they looked evil. And he saw this um, hologram over to the left of one of them. And it was Texas and the hurricane right over Texas. And then all of a sudden, he saw Jesus Christ appear just from his waist up. And he had a bonnet, uh, like a war bonnet. He didn't have his crown on this time. He had a war bonnet on his head. And he told the aliens, he said, I told you once. And I'm telling you again, don't touch my two chosen anointed. And then he just it just disappeared and carl said the alien took his hand over the hologram the hurricane and he, the hurricane paused and then it wobbled like this and then it started to move backwards well the next morning we were watching the radar and that's exactly what the hurricane did exactly and then i guess about two weeks later 
I found a, a um, video that it was called UFO Guides Hurricane Harvey. Hmm. And they showed the spaceship that was guided, supposedly guiding Hurricane Harvey. And I believe it because of what happened to my husband. Hmm. I, I'm trying to remember. Did Hurricane Harvey ended up going to Houston? Yes. Mm -hmm. It went back. It paused. It wobbled. And then it went backwards. And then it went into Houston and just kept going. It, just, it was massive. Hmm. It was massive. It would have totally taken us out. It would have taken out Austin, San Antonio. Man, there would have been so so much death there. With all your encounters with UFOs and stuff, is is there anything that inspires you about it? Yes, I can't wait to fly my own. Mm -hmm. And it it it's comforting because so many more people are. I mean, UFOs are just all over the place now, and to know that they're not, I know what they are, and to know that. The the people that trust in the Lord, they have hope that we're not going to all be wiped out by these bad aliens, you know. And anything that's from another planet is basically an alien. Jesus Christ, it was the Immaculate Conception. Mm. They, there was no sexual intercourse. The Holy Spirit, you know, put Jesus Christ in her body. So... He technically is an alien because he's not from Earth. He said, this this kingdom is not my world. This world is not of my kingdom. Or I'd have my angels come and fight for me. So he said he went to make a new planet and a new Earth. He's going to take us from this planet to the new Jerusalem, the new heaven. And that's something that everyone should look forward to. Because this Earth is obviously just so much blood here, so much hate. And... And we, I just, he, he gave me a revelation yesterday. And this is, this is the revelation. Live like Jesus lived. He didn't dwell on anger and hatred and vengeance. And it's such a waste of time to, to stay angry at people and not forgive. Every day we cannot get back, you know. We never know if our last breath is when we go to sleep tonight. So we should live in love, walk in love, and let all the garbage and the, the unforgiveness and bitterness, let it go. Because Jesus Christ has a better place. This world sucks. <laughs> it does. It's full of pain and sorrow, betrayal and death. There's a better place waiting for us. And it won't be, it won't be long off, you know? Mm -hmm. Um. All these things, earthquakes, volcanoes, and wars and stuff. We're not long on this world. So we need to love each other, you know. And live every day to the best of our ability. In peace. And um, seeking the Lord Jesus Christ. Because mm. he's going to take us home. And no, you know, if we're, we got cancer or some infirmity then we'll just appreciate heaven that much more. You know, this isn't the end. This is just the beginning. It's just the beginning. Do you have any negative after effects that you have to manage due to all your encounters? Uh, sometimes they leave bruises and stuff that hurt for a few days or something. But other than that, I don't know. No negative. I'm just some aggravating sometimes because they vibrate mm -hmm. you know or or burn sometimes it burns like a match up to your skin right but other than that i don't know i i wouldn't change anything hmm. i wouldn't change a thing have you heard of the galactic federation and if yes so, i have what mm -hmm. do you think about that i think people should stay far away from them people uh, the Ashtar Command, they, they're they pretending to be on our side. And they're not. They're talk. That's like New Age stuff and Ascension and stuff. And they're working with our government. So, all right, when people call the, what people call the rapture, after that happens, the bad aliens are going to say that Jesus Christ was the bad aliens. And that. We were taken by the bad aliens and we stole the dead because the, the dead are going to come up from their graves, you know. So they're going to say, we need to unite as Earth 
people of earth, we need to unite and we created you. There is no, they're going to say they created us. There is no God. And they're going to talk everyone into taking a, a microchip to prove they're not an alien. One of those that, that just left, you know. And so they're going to make everyone take a microchip to prove their identity, to be hooked up to the one world beast. And you won't, will not be able to buy or sell without this mark. And they're just going to say that wasn't the rapture. They're going to say that was just an alien invasion. Mm-hmm. So a friend of mine, she, my friend that I told you about that died and met Jesus Christ of her gallbladder operation. She had this vision dream. And she was taken up in the spaceship. And the Galactic Federation was there. And she saw all these blonde hair, tall. They look like, kind of like Swedes or Nords. Mm-hmm. And she said they had these uniforms on. And her dad was there and a whole bunch of Christians. And she, in the dream, she said, God, is this a rapture? And he said, no, get out of there. And she looked in their eyes. And she said their eyes looked soulless. And she could tell that they were not good at not good another species that were bad and i had told her about these people before um because they have youtube they have a bunch of videos on youtube and i listened to a couple of them and i figured out really fast that they were not not of god so i quit i unsubscribed and told you know my friends don't have anything to do with them and then she had that dream, and she was telling everybody, get out. This is not the real rapture. Get out of here. But nobody listened except her dad. So, and then she told me about her dream, and I clicked on the to YouTube to find one, and I picked just the perfect video, and she said, yep, that's what I saw. Just my first pick. And I, you know, she said, yep, that's exactly what I saw. So I would tell people, stay away from them. They're working with our leaders world leaders to destroy the human race interesting and yeah. cover up the rapture i've heard of aliens that are tall and blonde i can't remember what the names mm-hmm. of them are but i think some people call them like nordics or something yeah yeah i don't remember what race it is but that's interesting yeah they call themselves star seeds and well that's pretty common i mean the, mm-hmm. i've had some star seeds on our um on my podcast, I thought star seeds right. were just new souls reincarnating to Earth. That they're that's their first time coming here, and they're coming from other other planets or star systems. I do believe that souls on Earth. This is like a recycling factory, planet Earth. Uh, we originate in heaven as a spiritual being. We're sent here to do a job, a mission, and I believe that people that die before they complete their mission, their soul gets recycled and, and they have to start over again. That's why some people have memories from past lives. In fact, I have a friend in Australia and he swears he lived in the 50s and I, we believe him because he, he lives in Australia. He's never been in the USA and he talks about factories and plants and cities and he had a wife and children that died in a car accident. And then you have these prodigy children that swear they were a pilot, airplane pilot in some other war in another country and stuff. And I definitely believe I didn't until I met my husband, Carl. And then he explained it to me. And it makes total sense um, because there's so many people that have had past lives on, in this planet. So I believe it's because their life was cut short by a car accident or something, you know, and then they had to give them, come back and finish out their cycle, finish out their mission, you know, mm-hmm. decide whether they want to choose the good path or the bad path. Because Jesus Christ is, he loved us so much, he gave his own life. So I believe that if a person doesn't get the proper opportunities to fulfill their destiny, he gives them another chance. Hmm. and i think that's pretty cool (laughs) you are a fellow youtube content creator so what is your youtube channel called i think it's just called colonel landon 
Okay. I, <laughs> I opened it up not knowing what I was doing. You know, I just thought I got tired of commenting on so many other Christian channels mm -hmm. because there's so many of them are just way off, you know. And so I was wearing my thumbs out. So I thought, well, I'll just open up my own. And I just flew by the seat of my pants, opened it up in his name. And Ryan, my YouTube channel doesn't really have a name, does it? Except for Colonel Landon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just my husband's name. All right, passed well, away. <laughs> if you send me a link, I'll put the link in the channel description. So if people want to find it, they can go find it. Okay. It has really been a pleasure talking to you, and yeah, um, thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. And before we go, do you have one last message that you want to share with everybody? The message I want to share with everyone is that Jesus Christ loves you all so very much, and there is nothing, no matter how bad you think you've been, he's waiting for you with open arms, and he's not a religion. He's a personal relationship and he wants you to talk to him like he's your friend and your family because he is. He created us and all sins will be forgiven. Just say, hey, I'm a sinner. And I'm sorry. I want to be with you. And put all unforgiveness behind you. Just forgive others because when you forgive other people, it frees you. You're in bondage when you hold anger and unforgiveness and bitterness. It's such freedom when you just forgive people. It's so much easier. When you hold anger and hatred for people, it, it literally kills brain cells. It kills brain cells. You're killing yourself by not letting go. And there's so much more to look forward to when you do. Just get rid of that garbage. Get rid of that baggage, you know. And love, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Because Christ forgave you. And love yourself. You're worthy to be loved. And love your neighbor as yourself. Because you never know when you're going to be standing in front of him. This man right here. Mm. Having to answer for yourself. Make every day like it's the last. For the ones you love and your pets. Love your pets. Because you don't know when they're going to take their last breath. And I love you all in the name of Jesus Christ. Send me a message on my YouTube channel. All right, Suzanne. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you. you. I wish you the best. And you too. A, and have a great evening. You too. Happy weekend. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you. Yeah, bye-bye. Right. God bye. bless you. Bye-bye. God bless. Thank you. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.